Want to make $14 the hard way? <laughs> Welcome back to the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts like Jason and I talk about one minute of the greatest Matt Landers movie ever made, the 1988 John McTiernan-directed movie, Die Hard. I'm Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and the Clue Minute podcast. And I'm Jason Hummel of the Better Off Dead Minute podcast and Mondo Confidential. Today we're talking about Minute 68, which starts with Richard Thornburg checking in live from Century City and ends with Johnson asking Powell, what's it look like? We're going in. Curtis, take us into this minute. Love to, Jason. In the previous minute, Holly struck a bargain with Hans to provide basic amenities for the hostages. As Minute 68 begins, Richard Thornburg is reporting live and direct from outside of Century City, where terrorists have taken over Nakatomi Plaza. At 67 minutes and 17 seconds, we revisit Argyle in the backseat of the limo in the Nakatomi Plaza garage. Argyle has just opened up a bottle of scotch when he gets the report that the building he's in has been seized. At 67 minutes and 40 seconds, Argyle jumps to the front seat of the limo and clicks on the citizen band radio so he can try to hear what's going on with the terrorists. At 67 minutes and 45 seconds, we cut back outside to the police who are planning to storm the entrance to the building. As the minute ends, Powell, with a concerned look on his face, asks Robinson what's going on, and Robinson tells him, we're going in. How many times can we say that this episode? (laughs) It seems like we just said that yesterday. If you're playing along, you know, you could do kind of high bob with that line. (laughs) Argyle just drops that fine scotch on the floor as he jumps to the front seat. Yeah, I know, man. What a waste. That was good 12-year-old scotch. There's a special rung in hell for people that waste good scotch. I'm taking it with me. Terrorists are, uh, I just heard the terrorists seize the building. The scotch doesn't leave my my meaty fist. (laughs) Pride for your cold, dead hand. My hands aren't going to be cold or dead with that scotch. (laughs) <laughs> Did Powell really not understand that the cops were getting ready to storm the place? I mean, how low-level and out-of-touch is Powell for real? We kind of touched on this two days ago. Yeah. This dude doesn't really seem to have a clue. I mean, in this moment, just in this moment alone, Yeah. SWAT is on site, everyone's making plans, they've got blueprints of the building laid out, people are walking on the walls around the place, he just now looks around and goes, Hey! What's going on? Is he a cop or not? Yeah. Is he a seal? Is he a citizen on patrol? <laughs> he's he's, a, yeah, he's like a sweet Chuck. Citizens on patrol. <laughs> citizens on patrol. But no, yeah, that is funny. I mean, he seems so clued in on every other moment, but now it's like, yeah. Well, and he's been standing there the whole time <laughs> at ground zero of cop planning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally a script uh, needing situation. It's just like, got to set up that line because it's so cool. Are the cops planning all of this over Citizen Band Radio? Apparently. Doesn't that seem weird to you? Didn't they have, surely they had FM radios back in the 80s. Yeah. They must not have been. Yeah, but they keep seeing CB, yet I keep seeing FM radios. Yeah. I mean, those fancy little Cobra Citizen Band radio things with, you know, the five-mile range, those didn't really come out in the 80s. That's You had to have that hooked to a power source in your car or something in order to push some power. That stuff didn't come out until the 2000s. Like, the size of radio that the terrorists are carrying around. Huh. And the cops and John, I just guess he's ter- carrying a terrorist radio, but the fact that he's 
talking. Wait a minute. Okay, so he's talking to Powell on Citizen Band. Yeah. Like Break Breaker One Nine. Powell got your ears on. What's your twenty? Coming back, Rubber Duck. What would their CB handles be? Paul would be Teddy Bear. He'd be your fuzzy. He'd be your fuzzy wuzzy. And you got the fuzzy wuzzy come back. Well, and well, McLean already does have a handle. Oh, that's Ro- right. Yes. Roy. Roy. <laughs> Are you ready, Roy? All the Burt Reynolds references over these years, and I don't get a I was born ready out of you. <laughs> Here I was trying to be your Sally Fields. <laughs> I guess you don't like me. The terrorists planning things over CB and talking to each other. I can kind of see that. Like, that would... They would have private stuff to talk about, though. True. They wouldn't want just want their things listened in on. Is it possible there were no private FM radios back then? To the internet! Okay. Yes. The answer is yes. They had encrypted... They had encryption capabilities back in the 80s. Thank you, Motorola. Yes. And actually, probably before the 80s, but it, it was handheld of the size that they're using this movie back then. But, and I say but, the reporter Thornburg. reported that the terrorists were communicating with each other on Citizen Band. Yes. Which suggests that it was an open channel. And the things they were saying on Citizen Band were private and gave away that they were robbing things. Did it, did it not? Did they, at any point talk about actual heist activity before this minute on the radio yeah the whole thing about can't get the code gonna have to cut through it yada yada someone was jamming out ode to joy at one point so the police who are using their own encrypted channels weren't listening to the cb only powell was listening to the cb why why was powell listening to the cb there was a thing i don't know if this was in the 80s but Emergency Channel 9 would be monitored by authorities. Right. So that citizens with a CB could turn to Channel 9 and get their attention if they were in trouble. But beat cop Reginald Van Johnson. <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, for God's sake. Van Johnson was an older act. You know, I came pretty close. True. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> I don't have my usual array of uh, post-it notes to remind me of people's names around here. He wasn't monitoring Channel 9. And it doesn't look like these were variable channels other than maybe a couple of channels anyway on these little Motorola's they're using. So why did he hear him in the first place? Unless the cops are using the same channels as the terrorists. I never noticed inconsistencies in this film before. Probably some uh, reader is going to just talk about what idiots we are on Facebook after this. Of course. We learn in this minute that it's been two hours since the building was seized. Right. And they're getting ready to storm. So, two hours from seizure to SWAT on site, ready to go in. At this point, we need a comic book. A comic book series. Four-parter. Dedicated to Charlie Unit. (laughs) Or a Saturday morning cartoon. Charlie Unit was assigned to storm the building through the parking garage. Where there are no terrorists. Yet, we never hear from them again. Nope. What happened to Charlie Unit? They fell into a plot hole. <laughs> Did they get lost? I mean, parking garages suck sometimes. <laughs> there is that. So hard to find your car. An hour and a half later, like, I can't. I don't know where it is. I thought it was on level king. We're going in circles, man. My goldfish are dying. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
Why can't they just name them numbers? Is King above or below Jack? Does it go up or down? I don't know. Stupid parking garage. The Charlie unit goes in through a parking garage. And I guess they just can't find the door into the building. They just keep running around and up and down the steps going, No, this just leads to more parking garage. Hello, Cleveland. So part one would be Charlie unit deploys. Yes. Maybe Charlie unit is just a guy named Charlie. <laughs> maybe maybe Charlie unit is just that guy. That one SWAT guy that got in because his dad is the head of SWAT. And they're like, Charlie, you're your own unit. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like, you go through the parking garage. <laughs> okay. Hut, 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 hut. Into the parking garage he goes. It's kind of, kind of overweight guy. Keys jangling. Kind of gun belt falling down around his knees. Has to keep pulling it up. Gets, gets about two levels two levels up towards the uh, wherever it would be, however you get into the building. He's just like, oh, sits down and rests. <laughs> Maybe takes a little nap. He gets, whoa, boss is going to be mad. <laughs> gets up, he's huffing and puffing. <laughs> Charlie unit. Uh, that, would, that would be some priceless cutaways. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. I want that edited in. That should be easy to do. We definitely know some overweight people that could pretend to be fat. (laughs) (laughs) And we could definitely come up with a cop uniform. (laughs) And we definitely could come up with a parking garage. Kansas City's just right there. I want to do that minute. I want to do the Charlie Unit Minute. Welcome back to the Charlie Unit Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts like us talk about one minute of the greatest Charlie movie ever made, Charlie Unit. (laughs) Die Hard. No, no, it'd be called Die Hard. Charlie Minute. Charlie Minute 2. Charlie Harder. <laughs> I wonder if Charlie ever made it into the uh, made it into the building. Maybe Charlie Unit is like Halloran. The second he walks in, blam! <laughs> Charlie Unit is just a guy now. He's basically Paul Blart. <laughs> or he's Brett in Aliens. Oh, not fair. Oh, I love Brett. How dare you? Yeah, That I'm, is cool. I know. I, I love Brett too. I'm just saying, first to go. Taken up by his head, the food one. The first one is always food. The rest of them are uh, for incubation. Exact. First one's food, the rest of them are exacts. How different would this movie be if the terrorists were alien? Wait, forget the fact that... You know what? From the terrorist point of view, this movie is alien. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. The uh... ho-ho-ho guy is Brett. Mm-hmm. And McLean is the alien. Right. Even, you know, down to, you know, crawling through the ducks. Even down to crawling through the ducks! (laughs) Well, I'm going to watch Die Hard and Alien side by side on two different TVs. Just to see how closely they correspond. So a bunch of other, the xenomorphs, are outside the Nostromo. And there's just one of them trapped inside. He's on a walkie-talkie with them. And there's only one alien outside of the Nostromo that believes him. (laughs) And there's, there's one... There's one D-head alien that's like, it's probably just one of the miners. Miner space just, miners. Space miner just got depressed. <laughs> and jumped out of this room. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I'm currently picturing a xenomorph with Paul Gleason's hair. <laughs> what would the xenomorph and alien's handle be? 
what would the cowboy version of a of a xenomorph be like? What's what's the old black and white TV like white hat good guy cowboy movie they watched growing up? Lone Ranger. Do the aliens know that they're evil? Or are they evil? They literally take sentient people and eat the first one and then turn the rest into egg sacs. Yeah. They must know they're evil. How did we not know we were... <laughs> you know, <laughs> it seems obvious now with the skull and crossbone logo. <laughs> it's like, they're just following nature, man. You call that evil? <laughs> what movie were we watching? <laughs> uh... It's been two hours since the building was seized. Yes. Oh, then Charlie Unit. <laughs> yes. You know, this movie could have been over in this minute if Charlie Unit had just done their job. True. All they had to do was go in through the completely unguarded parking garage, storm the place, take the guards. There wasn't a gate that came down over the parking garage door. Why didn't that work? Man. Maybe Charlie Unit is what eventually became known as Fringe. Okay, no, no. I, let's not let's not go there. <laughs> Actually, maybe Charlie Unit is F Troop. No, no, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> but if they weren't taken out by terrorists they and, and they didn't stop the terrorists, what did happen to him for real? Hmm. Let's let's play pretend let's let's not say Charlie Unit is just a guy named Charlie. Let's say for real there was like a group of six guys, guns, special training, the whole works, went in through the parking garage. You think they killed Argyle? No, no. Obviously they didn't. Argyle was running around. Argyle was running around by this time. We've seen his limo on the move. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they were like, hey, is that Scotch? <laughs> hey, come back here! <laughs> you know what? Charlie Unit... We need a Die Hard Minute Charlie Unit t-shirt. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to have one made. <laughs> I'm not sure what their logo is going to be, but it's going to be awesome. I'm going to sport that thing. I'm going to post a picture of it. But uh, Charlie Unit, that seems like the unit to be. They're drinking they're drinking scotch with Argyle well, down I'll, in the parking garage. Yeah, playing co- poker. <laughs> playing poker. But yeah, obviously, the, back to the teacher, t-shirt, obviously on the back it's going to say, we're going in. <laughs> of course it's going to say that. And then Prince sees, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you don't want to be in, though? You don't want to be in Unit 5. Unit 5, those poor sad sacks, they're done for. Red shirts. Red shirts all the way. Red, or, you know, Red 5. See, <laughs> now you've got me doing it. <laughs> Star Wars, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, not the lucky one. Storming the main entrance. They're like the stormtroopers. Uh, first one through the door. Actually, the first one through the door always lives. The second one through at bad times. <laughs> Does that hold true for this minute? Let's check. Oh, no, we don't get it in this minute. Right. So, Dick Thornburg, Walter Peck, Walter Peck, also known as Prick. How many characters did this guy play that kind of evoked a penis-like name? Very phallic. Phallic nomenclature. Just everyone he plays is loathsome. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we get Gleason and Atherton in the same minute. I... These, two, these two are just my two favorites. Yeah. What, was his, what was his name in Real Genius? If only we had some sort of device that some we could say his name into and then it would tell us things about him. Some sort of portal. Professor Jerry Hathaway. There's nothing penis-like in that name at all. Wait, Jerry? Jerk? No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I've got a rot Jerry right now. Wait a minute. Does Jerry mean penis in some other language? <laughs> They're not going to air any of our episodes. 
It's going to be one long. Oh, well, the last thing I have on my list is I just wanted to talk about this a minute. It's already so weird that they call themselves terrorists because clearly the right. Even the kind of play at it, they like have some weird demands, and I realize it's part of their getaway plan. I mean, I'm not stupid. I know that they're faking it so they can have a getaway plan. You know, blow up the thing and wait. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't. Wait, if you're in minute 66 of this, you've probably seen it, right? Yeah. <sighs> but terrorists in 1988 were very different from the terrorists that we know now. Although not far away. I mean, 1991 was the uh, first World Trade Center bombing, right? 91? 93? Somewhere in that era. 94. 98? In that decade. Yeah, 90s. 88 terrorists were people that were hijacking planes and going to Cuba. Yeah. But according to this movie, they were... Well, there was the Marine Barracks bombing. That was a suicide bomber. Uh, maybe ter- You know, I was just under the impression... Maybe because of Mad Magazine. I blame it on Mad Magazine. My impression growing up of terrorists was that they were people that hijacked planes and go to Cuba. Yeah. But maybe terrorism has just always been terrorism. But I remember having a strange... It was very strange to me that they called themselves terrorists when I watched this movie. I remember having that distinct feeling. Like, this isn't what terrorists do. Terrorists blow up planes. Terrorists take hostages on planes and, and demand to be taken someplace where there's asylum. They don't blow... They don't take hostages. Like, what would you do? You take hostages in a building. Hostage situation? That's a bank robber thing. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. They are robbing a bank. <laughs> Is it closer to Alien or closer to Dog Day Afternoon? <laughs> Attica, Attica, Attica. Alien plus Dog Day Afternoon by How the Grinch Stole <laughs> Die Hard. That's all I got, Jason. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want? Well, if they're so inclined, they can find me at mondoconfidential.wordpress.com if they want to learn obscure facts about B-movies. And, uh, of course, there's also uh, the Better Off Dead Minute. And uh, if you've got nothing better to do, you can check out me on uh, Twitter at uh, JasonHumble9. And there's Facebook. You're real approach avoidance with your information here. <laughs> done like a hundred episodes of this kind of show. And now you're like, maybe I don't want people to hear <laughs> I got into some intimacy issues, man. <laughs> you can find me by going to the Mad Max Minute and looking up week, nope, episode 25. And then in the middle of the episode, around minute 14 or so, I talk about where you can find me online. That's the best way to get me. You guys, don't forget to follow the Die Hard Minute on Twitter, at Die Hard Minute. At the Die Hard Minute with a podcast listener's limo on Facebook and at dieHardMinute.com. If you'd like to catch up on other Movies by Minutes podcasts, visit moviesbyminutes.com for more information. Join us tomorrow for Minute 69 when we hear Powell say, Excuse me, sir, but what about the body that fell out the window? Until then, I'm Jason Hummel. And I'm Curtis Blaze. Merry Christmas from Nakatomi Plaza. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.